What's up, guys? This is Maddie Farrow, and welcome to the show where we cover all things family, business, and testing your limitations. It's time to talk about the little rat things. What is up, guys? It's Maddie Farrow, and welcome to another episode of the Little Rad Things podcast. On today's episode, I am going to cover a listener um, question slash topic that was submitted to us through Instagram from Anna, who is currently expecting. Congratulations, Anna. Um, I love this topic about how to adapt to things that no one told me before I became a mom. Um... I think there are a lot of things that people try to tell you and they have your best interest at heart, but overall, no one knows motherhood the same way that you do. And I think that's one of the biggest things to adapt to um, firsthand is just that nobody else is a, um, is the mother of your child. You are the mother. Um, and so while people try to shed their advice onto you, um, you were created perfect for your baby in the eyes of creation. And so um, when people try to get a little too preachy, preachy, just, you know, put them on the back burner because um, they don't know how to parent your child like you parent your child. So I think that's the first thing on on adapting to things that no one told me about is that like I was made to be Jackson and Paxton's mom and I know how to best be the mother to them. Um, and no one is going to come in and tell me how to be a better parent than I already am. Um, and yeah, that's it. So, um, this topic, I think it's super fun. I'm alone today. It's just me, myself and I, David is at work, but I do think this might be a cool episode to do a part two on, um, just to get some male input as to things that men have to adapt to, um, that they don't feel prepared for before becoming a daddy. Um, because I definitely think there's a lot of adaptation on the dad side as well as on the mom side. And, um, inherently as men and women are created differently, I think the way we perceive parenthood is very different. Um, and I think that's a, another segment that I'm going to get to in a few minutes, um, just about adapting to your relationship. But, um, first off, other than being built and made to be the perfect parent for your child in the eyes of creation, I think the other thing that I had to adapt to that no one really told me about that goes along the same lines is, um, is birth and labor. And, that birth is kind of gross and labor is totally unplanned. No matter how planned of a person you want to be or you think you are, you are never going to be able to really plan your birth. And there may be somebody on this that's listening that thinks that they had it all planned out and it went exactly to plan. Good for you if you think that um, or it did. Congratulations. But from my experience and the culmination of friends that I have that are parents, I have learned that Nobody seems to actually have a planned labor. Um, As much as you maybe try to use, you know, different planning apps or or building your your labor plan, um, I know the OB tries to push that on you. Like, what's your birth plan? Um, I never had a specific birth plan other than after I had Paxton, which was a very traumatic experience. I wanted a scheduled birth with Jackson. Um, I pushed and pushed and finally got a scheduled date like two days before my due date anyway. Um, and even though that was a scheduled delivery and it was pretty smooth, 
it still didn't go exactly as planned. I got to nine centimeters dilated, was in so much pain, even though I had my epidural, that they had to do another rush um, injection of epidural for me because I was like screaming and crying. Um, Jackson, I pushed for about an hour. He came out pretty easily, but Overall, it just never goes the way you think it's going to go. I know both times I walked in very modest to have my kids like didn't feel comfortable in my my robe for birth. And then like you get you start to get dilated or, or start to have labor pains and you're like, get this baby out of me. I um I specifically remember with Paxton. I felt like my skin was burning off. Um, I pushed for three hours. And this is not to freak anybody out. I apologize if I'm freaking anybody out. Um, Everybody's story is so different. So what you hear from me, you're highly unlikely to experience um, yourself because literally everybody I know's story is so insanely different. Um, But yeah, with Paxton, I pushed for three hours And I just remember being so hot. And I don't know if it was a side effect of the epidural I had with Paxton or probably just the sheer fact that we tried everything that we could personally try um, to get Paxton out. Like I basically had a jungle gym slash CrossFit gym in my labor and delivery room (laughs) to try to get him out of my body. But I just remember going from being like super modest and not wanting anyone to like see my too much of my body to like being full blown, you know, showing them my world on the delivery bed and yelling at David to fan me because I thought my skin was burning off and he's got like gauze packets because that was the only thing he could find to like fan my face. Poor guy, poor guy. And that's the that's that's how I'm going to segue into the next topic of like, guys don't truly get it. Um, but yeah, labor, I don't think anybody really prepared me for the fact that you cannot plan your labor. Um, and when it comes to how to adapt to it, you you just adapt. Like, you don't have any choice. You're going to have the baby one way or the other. So until they come out, you're just going to adapt and roll with it. Um, and you're probably going to be experiencing so much um, in terms of stimulation that you're not even going to think about it. Um, both times I did not really think about my labor and what was going on, except with, with Jackson, I decided to keep my contacts in. I am basically blind without contacts or glasses. And, um, I really did not want to wear my glasses. So I kept my contacts in and I ended up having a very swollen eye for, for delivery with Jackson because I um I pushed with contacts in and my eyes didn't like that. Um but anyway, I I think, you know, labor is such an amazing process that you just have to roll with the punches and try to plan and control what you can. Um like what you have to wear at the hospital and what types of snacks and outfits you're going to put your baby in and those types of things, but but don't put too much pressure on yourself in terms of expectations. I know there's like this societal standard these days of women 
some women will tout like, oh, well, I didn't get an epidural. And it's like, okay, Karen, you didn't get an epidural. Congratulations. You want a cookie? Because there are no awards. Like we all bring babies into this world. They're all beautiful. And that's, that is so great that you pushed without an epidural. But guess what? I had an epidural. It made me feel better. And my baby came out just as beautiful as yours. So see you, Karen. Um, I think that's an important thing to think about is just, you know, not not being hard on yourself and doing something that, you know, is idolized on social media or whatever, because social media is a false representation of reality. um, And there are not enough people out there keeping it real. Um, So the Karens that want to shame other women for how they do their labor and delivery really just need to to go somewhere. Um, but yeah, so that was one of the big things that no one really told me about that I had to adapt to is just not having a plan. I'm a very big planned person. I live by a paper planner every single day. Um, so not having a plan for labor and delivery was very hard on me. Um, I had my bags packed at like 23 weeks because I was like, this baby could come now. Usually not the case. Um, So control what you can control and don't set too many expectations and just know that in labor you will adapt. Um, The other topic that I wanted to cover that I've picked on a little bit is just that men don't get it. And sorry to any of the men out there listening that are like, that's not fair, Madison. Um, But men truly don't get it. And I had to learn how to adapt in um, our relationship, David and I's relationship had to adapt to parenting and adapt to my recovery. Um, I think one thing that's starting to be talked about more and more um, from a societal standard is just the difficulty of coming back from having a baby. Um, And the fact that the standard here in the United States is six weeks um, before you go back to work is total bullshit. Um, I think that that's insanity. Um, to the regard of I've done it. I went back to work full time six weeks postpartum with Paxton and um, it was insanely hard. I, um, I think I did a great job when I did it. But when I when I got pregnant with Jackson, I was very passionate about having a full three months off. Um, and quite frankly, even after three months, I did not feel ready to put him into daycare and and get back into a routine. I'm glad I did um, because I think it's helped me get a lot back on on schedule mentally. Um, But it's hard. And I think that's just something that that guys don't truthfully get. And I can speak to my experiences personally. David is a phenomenal husband, phenomenal dad. Um, I couldn't have won a better lottery when it comes to the partner to share my life with and, and, you know, be the dad to my children. But in the same regard, like we are very intense in terms of our schedules and our self-development and how we like to live our life. And, you know, both, both pregnancies, there had to be a lot of reminding to, to him just that, 
you know, I've gone through a lot. I gained 50 pounds in both of my pregnancies. And I'm somebody who for a while in my life really struggled with my self-image and my sense of security. Um, So for me, coming back from having lost or gained a lot of weight, um, both times has been kind of a a mind struggle for me, even though I would consider myself very secure um, in my persona these days. It's still hard. Um, It's so hard to just, you know, have a baby and like the weight, it's, it's a false perception on social media of, these women that have babies and then they're like, oh, a couple days postpartum and they like post pictures and um, shame on the editing of photos because when you have a baby, you still look like you have a baby um, right after and for a couple weeks at least after, um, sometimes longer than that. And um, it's hard. It's It takes work. It takes time. It takes grace. It takes patience. Um, along with just all the hormonal shifts that you have, like for me, I'm, I'm not an emotional person. I do not cry very often. Um, I don't like being hugged. I'm kind of weird in that way. And, um, both times, um, with both of my children, I had moments where like, I would just cry and it would be really hard on on David and our relationship to an extent. He'd be like, what are you crying about? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, I just had a tough day. And he's like, you were at home all day. And I'm like, it's just still tough. Like, um, And I think that's just, you know, something that no one can really tell you about, truthfully. Like, you just experience it. And I think it's so important to understand, give yourself grace give your spouse grace and like maybe have conversations about it before you go into it. Um, I know for David and I, like the second time around was a lot, a lot easier to an extent of just like we, we had done it before and we knew that my hormones were going to be all over the place. And we still have our moments because you don't, you don't get a lot of sleep. We aren't getting a lot of sleep with Jackson Right now, he's going through like that three and a half month regression. So it's been tough. Um, but just just having grace and understanding and like men and women are inherently made different. Like it's a scientific fact. It is what it is. It's black and white, white right? Like men have parts that women, st- women don't have. Like men have testosterone. Women don't have much testosterone. And like there are those differences between the two sexes. And I just think because of that, it is very difficult for men to entirely understand what happens to the female body and the female brain when they go when we go through pregnancy and have a baby and then we are postpartum, um, that it just requires a lot of communication and grace on both both ends. And it's not really something that anyone ever told me about, told David about. And um, when it comes to adapting, it's just giving each other a lot of air and understanding. Um, And you you may have moments that are a little heated. I know David and I have had ours where I get upset about something and I just need to go sit in the room by myself and watch an episode of Friday Night Lights. Like you just, you have to have that open communication and be able to take those moments and deep breaths and you know, understand that you were made the parent of your child for a reason um, and that it's hard and that you're not alone. I think that's the biggest thing. Social media gives this perception of like, 
oh, so-and-so like has it all figured out. They didn't have a tough time. Um, I know I've even heard that personally, like, oh, wow, you just crushed the day and have everything figured out or you just bounced back. And it's like, no, I didn't just bounce back. I, I worked my ass off and you didn't see on my birthday me in my closet changing my outfit 15 times because I was a month postpartum and um, I felt like shit about my body. But you didn't see that. All you saw on social media was a picture of me with my family out on my birthday eating sushi, right? Like, so I think, I think we just always have to peel back that, that onion and say, okay, like, yes, the outer layer looks a certain way, but deep down does the, does the inside, you know, represent something healthy and not something rotten, um, and and just think of it in that regard. So, um, that was kind of like two of my bullet points wrapped in one is just, you know, men don't totally understand it. So, you know, keep that in your mind just as you go through everything. If you do have situations where like maybe your husband's being, you feel like it's being hard on you or you're, you're feeling a certain way, just know that it, no one's going to totally get it the way that you did because you, you were the one that had your baby. Um, and give, give yourself and your, your family time and grace because it's, it's a new, it's a new season of life. You have this beautiful baby, but it, it is your life now. You go from living a life of, you know, you know, you being focused on you and your husband and, and that's your focus. And, and then you bring this new bundle of joy in the world and your, your priorities have to shift. And like, for me yesterday, Jackson was being really fussy at school. So I actually had to go pick him up. And like, my day was rocked. Like I had all these goals I was going to accomplish yesterday and mark off in my planner. And like, literally it all just got booted to today. Um, so just give yourself time and grace. It just takes time and grace. But, um, those are really my biggest bullet points on adaption to things that no one really told me before having a baby. Um, I think the only other thing that I would hit is just that babies do get sick. Um, things happen when you have a baby. Google is your best friend and worst enemy. Um, no one really tells you about that, but they're going to be okay. And, like I said, when I started this episode is you were made to be the perfect parent for your child. You will figure out what's right to do for your child. Um, and no one really told me that like you are, you are the parent for a reason and be confident in that. And, um, it's the best thing ever. Being a parent is the best thing ever. I never thought I would enjoy being a mom. I didn't know if I wanted to be a mom when I found out I was pregnant with Paxton. Um, I actually hysterically cried. I cried like I was not old enough to have a child. Um, and like I was not financially secure. Um, I, (laughs) David actually said I cried like I was on teen mom or something to that extent. And that's not to be offensive. I just cried like I wasn't ready. Like I wasn't meant to be a mom. And then, you know, now here I am with Jackson And, um, I like to occasionally bring up to David, like, what if we had a third? And he's like, you're crazy. Like we don't make enough money for that. But, um, (laughs) it, um, it's the best thing ever. And just know that you were, you were made to, to do this and, um, you'll adapt no matter what. And I think that the other beauty of social media, while it lays a lot of societal issues in terms of like, 
people not being 100% truthful. I think it's a great forum as well to, you know, be a way maker and ask for help and be public about things that you've gone through um, within your journey because you never know who you're ex- inspiring on the flip side. Um, and, and with all the people that are in the world, there is a high likelihood that you're not alone in feeling the way that you are. So if you share your actual reality, it's bound to have an impact on somebody else. So um, I think that's beautiful. But that is um, that is the, the top tips or um, <laughs> top things that no one told me about um, before I became a mom and how I adapted. And um I really enjoyed this episode. I think it's a, a fun topic. We could totally talk about childbirth more on another episode, but I don't want to gross out any of our male listeners that may be out there and haven't had a baby or don't want to know more about childbirth. So um, I hope you guys found value in this episode. You enjoyed it. Remember to tell Karen to go kiss rocks. Um if she's getting at you about the way that you do things as a mother, because it's none of her damn business. And um, I hope you guys have a great day. If you found value in this episode, please share it with your friends um, and leave me a comment. I would love to engage with you on social media over at The Little Rad Things. Um, And I hope you guys have a blessed day. Thanks.